And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Hello, British Columbia. I'm Anthony Gizmondi. Welcome to today's show. Uh, you can tell we're in the Christmas mood here. Uh, we're going to have plenty of uh, things going on today. In fact, I wanted to mention the Vancouver Sun this weekend. If you are uh, desperately looking for gifts for people, uh, I have my sort of regular fun column of the year where I have suggested gifts for the boss, uh, for the green crowd, for the reader, for the for a hostess gift, a bunch of those any port in a storm, bottles for collectors, all of that in this weekend's uh, Vancouver Sun. So if you're looking for uh, uh, gifts, that's the way to go. They're all well-priced, uh, not super expensive, and all very high quality and highly recommended by uh, yours truly. So check that out in the weekend sun. You can do that online or, of course, if you're still reading the old newspaper yourself, it'll be at your door on Saturday morning. Now, uh, today we circle the wine world with stops in Sonoma County. Uh, and we'll head to the south of France to the Languedoc-Roussillon region and closer to home will be in Summerland, B.C. Uh, and our guests include uh, the legendary, and I mean legendary, Randy Ellum has been given that title as a legendary American winemaker and we'll be excited to talk to him about that. Jean-Claude Moss, the founder and director of Les Domaines Paul Moss, will join us from the south of France. And we're going to talk about uh, Lux Ruelle. This is a very exciting concept uh, in which uh, he invites people to uh, try and uh, immerse themselves into the way that they think in the south of France and live, which is uh, simply by eating and drinking with things in season right in front of you and uh, uh, being a part of the landscape. Uh, it's a really fun idea. So we'll explore that with him and some great wines from him, very inexpensive wines, widely available. Cameron Walker, he's a spokesperson for Summerland's Bottleneck Drive. They're going to light up the vineyards uh, this coming week, so we'll talk about that. And also, uh, we've got a number of Christmas gifts uh, for food and wine lovers to help get you through the holiday shopping as well. But up next, Cameron Walker, GM Lunescence Winery, joins us to talk about the holiday celebrations on Bottleneck Drive in Summerland. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we are set to go. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan. A place to relax, take your time, enjoy our beautiful fall weather, and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With over 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight local craft breweries, and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for a peaceful fall getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room, and restaurant hours, and for even more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. The Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing and refreshing stay on the Naramata bench. Relax on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the Therapy Vineyards wine shop. Book your room or order Therapy Vineyards award-winning wines and have them delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com. Because everyone needs a little therapy. Take your wine appreciation to the next level and become a rebel. Welcome to the Rebel Club at Liber Farm and Winery. As a Rebel member, you'll enjoy a regular shipment of exemplary Liber wines for your cellar, along with complimentary tastings and VIP treatment at the winery and more. And with the ease and convenience of online ordering, your wine will be shipped straight to your door. 
Discover more at LiberFarm.com. Simply great wines. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers collectors a safe, inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. They are experts in the field with the knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and welcome to the show. And a shout out to Bounce Radio stations across the province on BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Our guest is Cameron Walker. He's the general manager at Lunescence Winery and part of the Bottleneck Drive Association. Cameron, how are you today? I'm good, Tony. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you. I guess uh, it's good to have the harvest uh, in the barn, so to speak. Uh, and people are sort of turning their attention to the holidays. Oh, and uh, it looks like Bottleneck Drive has uh, got something going on that looks interesting to me. Yeah, we're lucky to be getting uh, the Light Up Festival back, which will uh, will kick off this weekend. So after a bit of a hiatus of the last couple of years, it'll be nice to get some festive crowds back out. Yeah. So so what's the concept? That, uh, do you light up the vineyards or the wineries or how, how does it work? We do. Well, it actually kicks off with uh, the, the Summerland Town Light Up Festival on Friday evening. Um, where vendors and stage and and the fireworks will all be going just off of Main Street Bottleneck Drive. We're going to have a heated uh, beverage tent there, so you can you can mosey off and uh, and get a glass of wine or, or a cold beer through the through the course of the evening. And that's between five and nine this Friday, so the twenty fifth, and right. then uh, that's followed up on Saturday with uh, the first evening of of Light Up the Vines, which will be the Bottleneck Drive tasting rooms opening between the hours of three and seven, welcoming uh, guests to to taste and and uh, and get some some Christmas purchases done as well. Well, that sounds like fun. So, the, so hmm. people wander around from winery to winery on that afternoon. Is that the idea? Exactly. Or? Yep. So we've got the, the the ten wineries, four cideries. There's the brewery and the distillery. We'll we'll all be open through those hours. Um, different formats and tasting fees as as you used to through the summer, but uh, but just check the websites and uh, walk ins are welcome everywhere. So just come on by and uh, yeah, there'll be lots of different activities. The fires, sorry, the lights will be out. Uh, I've actually got a s'mores station here. I know that I think there's an ice skating rink that's going to be over at uh, Summergate. So lots of interesting things going on. Oh, wow. I like that. Our guest is Cameron Walker. He's the general manager at Lunescence Winery. And we're, we're talking about uh, lighting up the vines and getting out uh, for a, a quick look at what's going on in the wineries before the holidays. It is a good time to uh, to pick up wine. Uh, would Would people be offering uh, special wines for the holidays or special packs, that kind of thing? There will be, yeah, certainly. Lots of different specials. Um, many of the, the wineries had full releases that if you were here through the summer, uh, may be a little bit newer to you. So places will be doing food. There'll be some live music in some venues. So uh, it's it's a fun one. And it does continue next weekend as well. Just so okay. your, your listeners are aware, next Friday and Saturday, those same hours again, if they can't make it uh, this Saturday. Mm. 
Now you mentioned uh, breweries as well and cideries. So it, it seems that uh, the the winery associations or, uh, or the associations in general now across the valley are starting to embra- embrace all producers, all artisanal producers in the region. Is that working out well with everybody? I mean, it, it seems like a good idea to me. It's been great. It's it's one of the things that early on made Bottleneck Drive and Summerland here fairly unique. Um, but obviously with the, the the history around the orchards here and the craft cideries that we have now extending into distilleries and, and the breweries, it just it makes for a nice, interesting mix um, as people are touring around, not just to have the option of uh, of winery tasting rooms to visit. Mm hmm. Uh- well, I think it's. I think people should get out, enjoy the lights, and uh, take a break, and uh, you know, get maybe get a little bit of shopping done. I like the idea of that. Now, visiting Summerland at this time of the year, uh, there's still uh, plenty to do, I guess. And can we still stay in uh, hotels? Are open, obviously, in wineries. Where, where can people go and stay and get set up? The resorts and lodges and things are, are open all year round, so it is a good time if you're looking for a weekend away. And of course, lots of different Airbnb options around here, but. Uh, all the restaurants uh, will be open. It is a, a good sort of pre-Christmas festive time, as you said. Um, many of the tasting rooms typically will either, many will have closed. Some will be reservation only. So it's just, it's worth checking out, but lots will stay open right through the winter with just a, a few weeks break in uh, in January. Mm. And one other event that I know that you're excited about is the Grand Somalia Express. Uh, what can you tell us about that, the plans for that and what's happening? Yeah, so typically that's one of our signature events in the early summer. We do have our date for next summer set. It will be on uh, Saturday, the 17th of June. Um, tickets are about to go on sale. So the first week of December, again, it's a nice uh, nice gifting option. So we like to get the, the ticket sales rolling before Christmas. So if you check out the bottleneckdrive.com website, um, the first week of December, you should be able to to pick up some tickets then. And that's uh, that's two trains that we run on that Saturday um, that you get a, um, a welcome reception glass of wine when you get to the station. You get the trip out to the trestle bridge on the train. Again, all the cideries will be set up. And then there's a terrific uh, catered lunch coming in um, to enjoy once you get back in off of the train. It's a terrific day. Right on. And and just for my info, I don't know that much about it. There's a bottleneck box now. What can you tell us about that? There is. So this is sort of the, the wine clubs are getting very popular. And this is sort of a, a wine club version, if you like, of a curated pack every quarter. We're putting together a mix of wine, ciders, beers. Um, so if those that aren't looking to just perhaps order something exclusively from from one winery or, or one of the producers here, it's a really good sort of discovery pack option that mm. uh, if you want to try some different uh, different kind of uh, products from Summerland, then it's, uh, it's a great way. So it, it is on the website as well. We're changing it up every couple of months just so, again, there's a slightly different offering for everyone. Right. Bottleneckdrive.com, by the way, if you're listening, uh, that's where you'll find that information. Uh, and we're speaking with Cameron Walker. Now, Cameron, we have you here. Of course, you're the GM at Lunescence. And I'm wondering uh, if you could share a red wine with us from Lunescence that we might enjoy over the holidays. Yeah, we've just recently had a, our, our latest release is our, actually one of our first Gamays, which is um, it, which is doing well. It's it's from a Summerland Vineyard right here down the road, which is uh, particularly interesting and I think is is super versatile as you come into the holidays. It's slightly lighter style red um, that will do very well with any of the uh, the Christmas cooking. 
I know you have to be a bit politic, but for me, Summerland looks like a, it looks like a Pinot Noir Gamay sort of paradise uh, that's finally unfolding. People are really, you know, getting into the dirt and figuring out the clone and deciding where to plant these vines. But the the latest that's coming out of there is pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for that. It's it it is something we're starting to get a little bit more. F- in tune with you know these these areas are still sort of in their infancy in comparison to many parts of the world but you start to identify over time what what varietals work really well and and not just well but but with a distinctiveness of of the particular region that it's that it's in and i think as you say you've identified a couple that we're all starting to recognize um as one as varietals that that work particularly particularly well here and i know we were chatting earlier in the summer the whole sub GI has 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 now just sort of come into play, and so it just helps us and and I think the 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 wine drinking community at large help to further identify a little bit better um, what's working in in those distinct areas within Summerland. Yeah. Uh, well, we look forward to uh, you know coming back in the springtime and summer for more exploration. But for now, people can drop by if you're in the valley uh, for the light up uh, the vines ceremonies over the weekends and uh, to pick up some wine for the holidays. Cameron, uh, really appreciate you joining us today on the show and uh, wish you all the best for the holidays. And to you, much appreciated. That was Cameron Walker. He's the GM at Lunescence Winery and there's plenty more to come up next. We'll speak with Randy Ellum. He's the head winemaker at Kendall Jackson. Our show is uh, heard live weekly across our network of British Columbia radio stations and on demand on all the major podcast platforms. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. And I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. It's the most colorful time of the year. And the same goes for wine. At Save On Foods, fall means a shift to deep reds and fuller-bodied whites. Discover more than 1,300 BC VQA wines all in one place. And right now, pick up any four bottles at Save On Foods and get 10% off your purchase. Because nothing pairs with the cool air quite like a fantastic local vino. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods with 22 locations. Find yours at saveonfoods.com. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination, the Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Gentle hills and secluded valleys, an ideal climate, and modern vineyard management. These are the foundations used to create Einzweiss Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. Made with the same grapes and care that go into their award-winning regular Rieslings, Einzweiss Zero captures the important natural aromas and remarkable properties of the terroir while still being refreshing, delicious, and absolutely alcohol-free. Einzweiss Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. For details, visit softcrush.ca. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. 
from our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. I got you. Hello, British Columbia, and happy holidays. Christmas is only a few weeks away, and we've got some great holiday gift ideas coming up later in the show, including Christmas gift for wine lovers and foodies. But right now, our guest is the legendary Randy Ellum. He's the head winemaker at Candle Jackson, and he is just about to get a big award uh, for a Lifetime Achievement Award in winemaking. Randy, how are you? Oh, I'm just fine. Happy to be here. Happy Uh, to be with you. Uh, it's so great to catch up with you. And I, I just, when I heard that you were named the a legendary winemaker uh, this year in the United States, I thought I have to talk to Randy. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, you've always been a legend, but it's kind of nice to be recognized, I think. Well, it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it was a, high, a, a huge surprise. I'm still getting over it. Um, but uh, and it's a, a tremendous honor. That's, that's for darn sure. Yeah. Uh, well, what I liked most about it, uh, reading about it, was what other people were saying about you and uh, how you have become uh, uh, such an amazing model and mentor to winemakers in the U.S. That must really make you feel good. That that it does, yeah, because there's so many people that you know I've worked with over the years, and and watching them kind of move move on and 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 become you know items and legends and winemakers of their own. You know, but having started with them many years ago, it's something to be very proud of. Yeah, and fun to watch and enjoy and participate in. Well, one of the, one of the best stories was a young woman who said that you were always calling her in the middle of the night, <laughs> and she thought you were crazy. And now, now that she's a, wine, a chief winemaker, she's calling people in the middle of the night. <laughs> exactly. Well, that if you're you know if you're true to form, you know that's uh, Mother Nature and things like that. It's twenty four seven. Yeah. Five days a year at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, it never stops. Could no. you imagine how much it's changed, though, since you started? I mean, now between the droughts and the wildfires and the lack of water and all the things that, that is going on in the world today, winemaking is a very different place. It really, it really is. I think probably, you know, the lack of water and the, uh, you know, the, the droughts, you know, the fires that come and go, seems like the water issue is here to stay. And, and what it's also here to stay is the fact that what we thought was really cool or cold or too cold for grapes, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago is now just probably the perfect spot for some of these newfound Chardonnays and, and Pinots. Yeah. So that's really what's, what's changed uh, the, mostly, I think, yeah. over, the, over the decades. Well, you, I mean, you have such a long history working with Jess and, of course, being, uh, you know, creating the Kendall Jackson Chardonnay, which really is, a, you know, a benchmark wine for everybody in the industry uh, based on the, the production and the quality of that wine. But you you guys chose higher sites and close to the ocean. That was a good, uh, that seems like a really good idea now. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Because we're, you know, we're 100% coastal and what we call, you know, districts one through eight, which is basically Mendocino County along the cool coast of California. Uh, it borders the ocean, of course. And then Sonoma, Napa, Monterey, and, and Santa Barbara County. Those are all cool spots, um, mm-hmm. cool climate, and just generally cool to be growing grapes in. And it really helps to have that effect of that ocean fog, even more so now. Yeah. 
Our guest is Randy Ellum. He's the head winemaker at Kendall Jackson. Uh, we're sort of focusing on Chardonnay. Um, Randy, when you started, what, were you making Chardonnay instead of growing Chardonnay? Or is it fair to say that, that the terroir and the place it grows now is maybe more important than even the way it's made? Or Oh, I uh, yes, to answer your question. Absolutely. I mean, we call it terroirial driven or all 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 wines great wines start in the vineyard you know at the size at the at the at, at the site or the source you know based on the soils based on the climate based on the elevation based on their aspect and mm-hmm. row orientation it all starts there once you have this great grape well then you bring it into the winery and you just hope that the, the winemaking team doesn't mess it up <laughs> <laughs> which is possible <laughs> it happens yeah uh, well, you do some great stuff with wood too. You're one of the only people now that that uh, look after your own barrels. Uh, how has that worked out? I think that's a mini coup into and unto itself. That started uh, actually when I started 30 years ago. Uh, I've I've done 30 harvests with with Jackson Family Wines and Kendall Jackson, and I've I've been here for 29 and change. But that. That uh, and chain, you know, the 29 to 30 years ago is when we started our little stave mill. We're 50% owner uh, with the independent stave folks or World Cooperage folks over in France. We went in under the radar uh, and set that up as a, uh, before the French government realized what was going on. And it's it's illegal for anyone else to do it. They won't let you do it. But we mm-hmm. we went and set up shop there in the Vosges district in the upper north uh, east quadrant of France and. So we were able to and are able to source our own oak, you know, ourselves from all the various forests, which are kind of like growing regions uh, for grapes. And, and then we, we cut and split those, uh, those logs and age them there in France. Uh, and we aren't going to lie to ourselves. So we know exactly how long they're being aged there, you know, a minimum of two years and, you know, ideally up to three. Then we bring those staves over to America and with our partner, uh, World Cooperage, and they, they um, convert them. That's what we call it, the, the staves mm-hmm. barrels. It takes about 30 or 32 staves to make a, a barrel. Yep. We have well over 100 different ways to toast a barrel. So we're, that's one of the neat things to help with the continuity and or the enhancement of quality of our, of our wine uh, over all these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, it, the wine has been very consistent. Uh, and we should mention it. If we talk about the KJ Vintners Reserve, but what can you tell people about this wine that makes sense for them? I mean, you know, they, they say, oh, it's a California Chardonnay. It's way more than that. It really it really is. So it's it's um, you know, it, it's coastal and cool. It is 100 percent Chardonnay. It averages 93 to 95 uh, percent barrel fermented, which builds out that mid palate. Yeah, it, it's uh, fermented in the barrel. Uh, it has the lees, so we stir the lees after the fermentation, which gives you that elegance and the side palate. Uh, it has all, it's very fruit driven. So even though it's uh, fermented in a barrel, we don't put a lot of new oak into it. So it's mm-hmm. the, the oak is a very supporting role aromatically where you get, you know, your, your touches of, of toastiness and vanillins, but it's more a fruit driven wine. So when you look at the different areas we get the grapes from, you know, Mendocino County in the north gives you that sort of crisp green apple. Sonoma County gives you ripe apple and Carneros and Sonoma Napa would be more pear uh, tones, both the aroma 
and the uh, and the palette has kind of an oily finish. And then Santa Barbara, well, actually before Santa Barbara, Monterey has all the lemon and lime. And then the the Santa Barbara brings you the tropical tones of uh, pineapple, mostly mango, papaya, and these are just natural flavors that just emanate from from the grape. Uh, you know, differing between the, the the various areas, we don't add the stuff. It's no. just what nature uh, gives to us. So it's fruit forward. You don't need a PhD to enjoy it. Uh, it has a beautiful little golden hue to it from the fact that we like to get the grapes nice and ripe. And then some of that color is also picked up uh, in the barrel, even though it's not there very long. But what's really exciting is it's continuity year in and year out, vintage to vintage. And also when someone takes, you know, they look at it, it looks brilliant. They smell it. It's, you know, bountiful fruit emanating from that glass out of the top of the glass. And then they taste it and they can taste everything they smell. And then they go to swallow it and it has this long, long lingering finish. And it's so long, you, you don't believe it. So what happens is you take another sip and you go, oh my God, I, I can't believe it. And a couple more sips lead to a glass and a couple of glasses to a bottle. And, you know, after that, it's just happiness. <laughs> for what happens after that just yeah quality. uh that's a great way to explain uh, to explain that wine to at least to our listeners uh i can see some of them running out right now to get some uh randy it's always great to catch up with you are you are you uh going to take a break go skiing what, 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 will you, what will you do or do you ever get any time off well i'm actually uh just looking at my calendar uh this morning i'm going to go down to mexico uh, for a little vacation in about a week and a half down mm-hmm. to Cabo San Lucas. And they, and then and if, I, if I'm desiring to go to the office down there, there is a place called The Office. It's a cool restaurant on the beach. <laughs> so people think I'm in the office, but I'm on vacation. And then, <laughs> and then I am going to go skiing um, in uh, January out in Colorado for a little bit. But I'm dying to come back up to Vancouver. It's yeah. been way too long, and I'm dying to get up to – you know, the Whistler, which is so beautiful and dying to just get back to Canada and say hi to everybody. Yeah, well, we'd like you to come back and uh, we'd like to have a cup of Rainia with you, too. One of your favorite drinks, I know, and uh, that could be fun to have a couple of those and uh, talk about all the new wines. There's so much going on at uh, at KJ uh, at the moment, including their, you know, uh, they even have an interest up in Canada now, the family. So it's a it's right. an exciting time. Yeah, I'm going to go up there on one of these next trips with Tony Veramontes. He's we're like, uh, you know, tag teaming a lot of places these days. He goes down to Chile with me to, you know, so help out and make sure the vineyards are up to snuff and getting even better. And and he had just uh, where I just we just were just got back yesterday and from the the brand Dacal down in Chile. Mm-hmm. And he 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 had just come back down from Canada. So we just met at the airport and kept going. So one of these days I'm going to come up with him. So I'm dying to see, see how things are going with the expansion of the vineyards there. Yeah. We've, we've got house. going it's, on everywhere. It's such a great place. Well, Randy, uh, I want to wish you all the best for the holidays and uh, don't, don't take that legendary stuff too much to your head. Try and stay normal. And you know, the way that you always were. Don't uh, worry. Nothing's going to change. And you know, it's how <laughs> to get, you know, kind of squeamish when people start using that word you know is that what's interesting is that that, 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 that they're uh, 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 giving that to me while i'm still alive yeah you know, i'm happy that it's happening while i'm alive versus dead you know, so that part's good we are too randy ellum thanks so much thank you have a great day have a great a great holiday 
Yeah, we will. You too. Our guest has been Randy Ellum. He's, of course, the head winemaker, Kendall Jackson Wines. And we've been talking about uh, one of the uh, most admired wines in the world, the Kendall Jackson Vineyard Reserve Chardonnay. Plenty more on the show coming up next. Uh, Randy, we're going to the south of France. We're going to talk to Jean-Claude Moss. He's the founder and director of Domaine Paul Moss. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Attention winers and diners. Happy Hour at the Modest Butcher is back. Stop in for $5 wine, beer, and savings on craft cocktails and tasty bites every day from 2 till 5 p.m. during Modest Happy Hour. But wait, there's more. Tommy and Tannen Tuesdays are also making a comeback. Get your first bottle of select Mount Boucherie wine for just five bucks when you order their juicy tomahawk ribeye with all the fixings every Tuesday night. The Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. ModestButcher.com. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries. From Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. For community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration, visit SouthOkanagan.com. It's time to create new memories in the South Okanagan you remember. Clos du Soleil makes wines that speak of the Similkameen soil where their grapes are grown and the souls of the people who call this valley their home. Winemaker Michael Clark and his team specialize in wines that blend Bordeaux grape varieties with their unique mountainous terroir. The result is wines that are elegant, ageable, and authentic. Clos du Soleil, wild places, soulful wines. Available at clodusole.ca and fine restaurants and wine stores near you. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. This holiday season, find everything you need to celebrate by visiting Anthony Gizmondi's website, gizmondionwine.com. Discover wines according to your preference and price range in the database of reviewed and scored wines added to daily by Anthony and his team. View the annual champagne and sparkling wine compendiums and recommended wines for holiday entertaining and gift giving. Don't miss a thing. Subscribe to their free monthly newsletter delivered to your inbox. Life's too short to drink bad wine. Visit gizmondionwine.com today. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. Happy holidays. Uh, Christmas is only a few weeks away, and we're pretty excited to be heading down to the south of France. Uh, our next guest is Jean-Claude Moss. He's the founder and director of Le Domaine Paul Moss in the Languedoc region of the south of France. Uh, uh, Jean-Claude, it's so great to catch up with you. How are you doing? Okay, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine, you know. <laughs> we haven't seen you in so long. Uh, you made it through the, the pandemic. Uh, you're still in business, so that's a good thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. We have to go through a bit of crazy vintages. 
because we have to uh, with the pandemic, but you might know also that we have 2021 that was uh, the most dramatic crop we had for the past I don't know how many years. Frankly speaking, I don't I have never seen such a difficult year with, with the frost we have to go through, especially on the white wine. Yeah. So climate change, uh, we know it's affecting everybody, especially in the wine business, uh, where, where we keep track of things every year. So we know how much things are changing. Uh, so it's a, is it affecting the way that you, you think about how you're going to make wine in the future? It's affecting the way I think the way we're going to replant, renew our vineyards. For example, we've done many mistakes planting grape variety like Chardonnay or Cabernet Sauvignon in two dry lands. Right. Because, you know, it's a question of everybody tell me, are you allowed to irrigate? I say, yeah, we're allowed to irrigate, but we don't have enough water to irrigate the way we should. So it's not a valid question. So we have to really reinvent ourselves and replant basically Mediterranean type of grapes like Vermentino, Grenache, um, Syrah, Carignan, Cinso, uh, mm-hmm. in this very dry soil. Because if not, we with grapes with the grapes like Chardonnay or Sauvignon or Cabernet or Merlot, I mean, there is no way we can produce number one enough grapes and number two good quality because they don't like the stress. They don't yeah. like to be overstressed by the lack of water. Well, maybe you can explain very briefly about Domaine Palmas because you ha- you have a lot of different uh, domain or chateau place. You're making wine in many different places. How would you explain your company today to someone in Canada who who sees some of your labels? Uh, number one, I will explain as an inheritance of a typical guy that was born in the Languedoc, you know, a grape farm that they switched from a uh, uh, mass production philosophy for supplying the miners, uh, the, the, the blue clothes, you know, uh, the working class back in the 70s to uh, a word of making wine for, for wine for, as we understand today, wine. I mean, part of a social life, part of an enjoyment, part of a dinner, part of a way of life. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the first thing. In order to achieve today what I have achieved, I have to understand, I had to understand what was basically the best soil, the best area to plant such grape, such varieties, uh, to, to try to make the, 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 the most out of, uh, of our heritage of producing grape for thousands of years, uh, down to winemaking for wines that were basically what today consumers ex- expect. I mean, wine for pleasure, wine for, wine for enjoyment. So that's obviously obeyed to, to a certain category of grapes, but also to the ability to grow the grape in the proper way to have what today we consider as being a noble Cabernet Sauvignon, a noble Chardonnay. So I've developed all that by uh, experience, basically by empirism. Uh, I have a strong relationship with nature, grapes farming, Mm -hmm. but wine wine making, wine tasting, wine blending, I learned it by experience from uh, what I've seen in Italy, from what I've seen in the New World. And basically, I've applied this philosophy, this old world wine with new world attitude to, uh, to the Languedoc by understanding the different areas of the Languedoc, 
trying to make the best out of each area where the vineyards. I've acquired many vineyards through the years, and also I've acquired an understanding of what are the best possible grape for a certain area. And yeah. today it's like a, 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 it's like a, a galaxy of estates, 718 estates, which each one keeps its own autonomy, its own DNA, but follow what I expect, follow my direction. Yeah. Our guest is Jean-Claude Moss and uh, uh, Domaine Paul Moss, uh, so many different wines from the south of France and Languedoc. And I feel like in the last decade or two, has that cachet, at least in North America, people think of it as a as a place that's producing excellent wine. Do you, are you happy about that or do you, do you feel that? Basically, I would say that we have managed to show that we can produce wine for pleasure, wine that can be very enjoyable at a very reasonable price. And that took a few decades. And now we're starting to show that we can produce wine that I call the best wine in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the only difference is that the history that might have some region like uh, uh, Bordeaux, Barolo, Burgundy, uh, or even Napa. And then we're starting to reach this level of reputation where after making wines that are unquestionable, great value for pleasure, we're getting into the, the great wine world. And that it's happening. Yeah. It looks basically well, started to change in the 80s. 90s was a kind of euphoria where we didn't know what we we're doing, but we were still making a lot of money by producing Chardonnay. And then the 2000-2010, we run into a crisis where we knew what we planted, but we didn't know how to make the best out of a Chardonnay or a Cabernet, for example, Noble Grape Variety. But also right. That there were grapes like the transient grapes that if you do the proper vineyard farming, the proper vineyard management and the proper winemaking, you could also produce outstanding wine. This is happening now after four year, 40 years of revolution, I would say. Well, one of the things I love about, uh, about your wines, many of the introductory wines is the quality of them. It's a very high quality. It's very hard to produce. I, I think some people can get together and make one good wine, but it's very hard to produce a wine that uh, with a larger production at a high quality. And it, it says something about the company. Very few people can do that globally. So I want to talk about a couple of the wines. For instance, you have a Melbeck and a Grenache in our market which you're basically giving away. The price is so great. I, I, I tell people to buy this wine all the time, but it's so well made. You, you, you hit it on the head. What, what, what would you say about Malbec and Grenache in the Languedoc? Basically, the Malbec comes from my vineyard in Limoux, and I identify Limoux as basically a great region to produce Malbec, and I managed to get reasonable yields with very good quality of grapes. So I can turn into a Malbec. There won't be an Argentinian Malbec. There won't be a Caro Malbec. And I managed to find this in-between road, let's say, which is my style. And that's how I would define my Malbec, with this kind of sapidity, this kind of uh, uh, savoriness that make it a bit unique on its style. And I think that it's quite approachable with a certain character, which is the character of my region. The Gonache, obviously, had been grown here for ages. And the Gonache can, uh, the Gonache de Roussillon, for example, 
very silky, very high in alcohol, very sweet food, the ganache more like in the Grès de Montpellier, or uh, in the more coastal part where you have more food-driven grenache that you could confuse sometimes with a Pinot Noir, with a strawberry character, cherry strawberry character. And then by blending these two characters from my different vineyards on the coastal part or in the Perpignan, I mean, the, 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 the Catalan, the, the Roussillon part, that yeah. makes it's very interesting. This is why we got very great awards in the Grenache du Monde with uh, Grenache, which are, again, our own style. I try not to be like, I try to be myself, I to try to have my own style. And that little by little, by a lot of uh, dedication, we managed to, we are starting to manage to have this recognition. Yeah, and to wrap it up, I want to talk about your style. I want to use a wine to talk about it. The Cote Moss Aurore, the, the rosé that we yeah. have in the market is so much fun. The label is so great, and I think it leads into the, the concept of, 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 of uh, Lux Ruelle, too. So maybe tell us about the rosé and the life and what you've created or what you would like people to know about the South of France. Rosé has always been part of our life here. It has a bad reputation because it was, you know, nobody people understand. But when you start to understand how to make a real rosé, I mean, number one, the red grapes that use for rosé are grapes that are not good for red wine. Mm-hmm. And this is the red grapes that would be good for red wine are not good for rosé. So once you have understood that, when you understood that you have some land that can produce this uh, type of rosé, very savory, very fruity, very approachable, once you have understood that rosé can be part of our way of life, I mean, a glass of rosé with a game of pétanque has always been, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a perfect part of our lifestyle. And yeah. with this label, this uh, kind of Art Nouveau label, I try to explain this pleasure of living in the south of France with a glass of wine, looking at the sunset, looking at the sunset on the Mediterranean, looking at our valley, I mean, because we have a beautiful landscape, uh, hearing the, the, the wind, because we have many different winds, looking at the the landscape, you know, you cannot imagine how many greens variation we have here. And that was very unique. But when I get people to come here, I say, look how many greens we have. It's not one green, it's a variation. So all that's part of this luxury, you know, these small things that make your life very different. Taking apples to the tree, eating it when it's ripe, uh, looking at your environment, hearing the, the sound of the birds, of the wind. That's really typically the, the real luxury world. And when you have a glass of wine, obviously it exacerbates this, this, uh, this well-being state when you are in our countryside and when you are enjoying a good, uh, a good dinner, a good lunch, a good yeah. company. So great. Jean-Claude Moss, uh, it's so great to catch up with you and have a quick chat. I think that a lot of Canadians, uh, as as we get going and back in the moving business of getting around, will come to the south of France, and they must come and visit you, uh, eat in your hey, restaurant. By the way, we have quite a few coming. Huh? Yeah. We have already quite a few. You know, Pézenas, my hometown where I was born, actually, yep. there are a few Canadians there, and they have understood that uh, Pézenas was a uh, a capital of the Occitanie in the, seven, uh, in the 17th century, they've understood that, you know, the stones talk to you also. I mean, it's kind of, we have such a heritage yeah. that uh, you, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, an experience. It's an experience. Yeah. 
the Stones talk to you. I couldn't put it any better. Uh, the best of all is to try uh, the wines of Jean-Claude Moss. You can find them in uh, BC liquor stores. We'll get that out on social media. But but uh, the idea of uh, Luxroyale, you know, taking the time to taste, to, to smell and to relax. I think this is the best way to drink wine. And it's certainly the best way to drink French wine. Thanks so much, Jean-Claude. It was uh, fantastic to chat with you. And I hope to see you in the south of France next year. Thank you, Tony. I look forward to welcoming you again. Thank okay. you very much. That was Jean-Claude Moss. He's the founder and director of, Lo of Le Domaine Paul Moss. Up next, Christmas gifts for wine lovers and foodies. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place to relax, take your time, enjoy our beautiful fall weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With over 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight local craft breweries and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for a peaceful fall getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room and restaurant hours, and for even more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. The Maipo Valley is a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summerhills Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summerhill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summerhill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Hello, British Columbia. We're back with a special shout out to Bounce Radio Salmon Arm and all its other cities across the province. It's only a few weeks to Christmas. Uh, and I thought I'd share a few uh, gift ideas with you from uh, our own research here at the station with uh, our researcher Sherry Caleb and I. We, we went out looking for things we thought would be of interest to uh, wine lovers, food lovers. So let me uh, start. One of the first things I wanted to talk about was ARC, ARC, A-R-C, ARC Empirico Imports in Richmond. 
we first met up with these guys at the wine festival, and anybody who was there will know that they had a very busy booth. They were slicing this incredible Spanish ham, and the lineups were long all night long. So they've got some wonderful things uh, available now. You can go to arcimports.ca to to find all of these things. But uh, the charcuterie package that they have for forty dollars has seven different Iberico cuts, uh, along with uh, an assortment of wooden boards. Uh, etc. It also has a, a, a big selection of Spanish olives and a variety of Spanish cheeses, including uh, truffle manchego cheese, uh, which I really love, and the manchego cheese itself uh, without the truffle, which is even better. Uh, so all of this uh, can be added on or, or put into the uh, this uh, selection from uh, Art Empirico Imports, and you get a, a really great Spanish uh, charcuterie plate. Now, that's a kind of plate that you can easily uh, pick your favorite Rioja. Say, uh, let's talk about Rioja Tempranillo from Spain, and uh, you've got uh, you've got yourself a perfect uh, night of entertaining uh, with Spanish wine and this ham, which will blow away anybody who doesn't know about it. If you sometimes it's a surprise to North Americans because it wasn't available here until very recently. Uh, it was something that couldn't come into the country. So, Arc Empirico Imports in Richmond. You can check them out at arcimports.ca. Now, uh, we also uh, wanted to talk about West Home Tea Company. We stopped in there uh, when we were in the Cowichan on our last uh, grape escape. Uh, to we, we discovered that they're growing tea on Vancouver Island. Say we discovered. We should have known that, but now we do know it for sure. And it's pretty interesting to see what the what they've done over at West Home. So what you can do, though, now is uh, you can buy or you can... Uh, Get a tea and clay gift set, which includes a pouch of uh, hand-plucked, handmade, Canadian-grown roasted green tea uh, right from the estate in the Cowichan Valley. It's a special uh, footed cup. It's hand-built by uh, Margaret Nellman in her studio uh, beside the tea shop, and it's uh, packaged with uh, hand-stamped uh, in a hand-stamped craft box. So it's a beautiful set. Uh, and uh, for $80, it makes a fantastic gift for tea lovers. So we're kind of... Uh, uh, partial to that. Also, uh, you can, uh, well, first of all, you can check out uh, West Home Tea at uh, Gizmondi on Wine's YouTube site. You can actually watch the video. That will really get you uh, in the mood for their tea. Or you can just go to the website, which is uh, westhometea.com, uh, to look at their uh, gift sets and collections that they have for the holidays. Uh, pretty cool. St. John's Cannery and Smokehouse is locally owned, and it's one of Canada's last few canneries. Uh, they've got some uh, hand-packed, premium-quality wild seafood uh, that you can order. And they've got uh, one of the things that we like is the BC Delight Gift Basket. Uh, this has a whole pile of stuff in it. I won't have time to go through it all, but smoke wild, sockeye salmon, albacore tuna, uh, Salt Spring Island mussels. Uh, there's sardines in spring water. There's antipasto with tuna, gourmet crackers, all, uh, all of this uh, available at St. John's. And you can find them online at stjohn or jeans, stjohns.com. Uh, and you can look at their gift baskets. Uh, they look kind of nice, too. You know, in B.C., we've got such a fantastic selection of Pinot Noir now that you can uh, you can package that up with a bottle of Pinot Noir, have guests over, open that up, and serve a couple bottles of B.C. Pinot Noir, and you've got yourself another interesting night. Imagine from Spain on Tuesday and then B.C. Pinot Noir on Wednesday. You're, you're off to a great start for the holidays. 
the Boza gift baskets are also uh, pretty interesting. Uh, we like them because uh, they have all kinds of great stuff in them. They have got a variety of themes uh, suitable for the office or the coffee lover, so you can check all them out. They start at about $40 at bozafoods.com, and uh, they're really kind of cool baskets that uh, you'll enjoy. Now, uh, I want to talk a little bit about wine. And I wanted to find uh, the the BCLDB. They're not exactly the world's greatest retailer, but we did find some interesting gift packs. You can actually search the BCLDB site by typing in "gift." It's the easiest way to find some of these uh, these gift packs. Otherwise, you'll you'll never find them uh, online. Although they may be stacked up in the store. One I like a lot is the Blandy's five-year-old gift pack. There's four bottles of 50 ml Madeira. Four different styles of Madeira, uh, Sirchel, uh, Boile, Mamsi. The, the, this is a really uh, instructive pack if you want to learn a little bit about uh, Madeira. And uh, I, I highly recommend that. And, of course, always I, I often find that I need a bit of Madeira when I'm cooking. And I never have any ready, so you can have, uh, you know, you can keep some of this around also uh, to use for cooking. But really, it's an instructional pack to learn a bit about uh, Madeira. Now, Piper Heidsek has the coolest thing. If you if you've got a friend, uh, it's an it's an incredible little uh, wet, uh, red travel pack, uh, very French, very cool, all red, and it's got a, a inside. It has one bottle of the Piper Heidsek Cuvée Champagne and two glasses with the uh, with their logo on the glasses. It's very cool. It sells for eighty nine dollars, which is practically just the price of the champagne itself. And of course, Piper Heidsick, uh, the red label Piper Heidsick, it has been known as the nightclub or entertaining uh, champagne for years. This is what all the cool kids are drinking in the nightclubs and uh, partying with. And it has such a, a fun reputation. This bag is spectacular. You can pick that up in BCL. You got yourself a perfect gift. It's all wrapped up. You can just take it the way it is if you need a gift for someone, especially someone who loves champagne. Uh, Vouv Clicquot, if you haven't noticed, they have these tiny fridges that they're, that wrap around their champagne. Uh, so you can also buy a bottle of that in BCLDB. It's $105, super cool. It's got that orange Vouv Clicquot color all around, uh, uh, in the shape of a fridge with a bottle inside. So it's kind of, uh, it's the kind of thing where you drink the wine, but you keep the little, uh, the little box that looks like a fridge. Uh, and uh, it's kind of fun to stick around. Uh, a lot of people enjoy that, and I see it in people's homes, so it must be a big hit. Now, uh, what else can I recommend? One of the things I, I recommend if you're on a budget is a Bernard Massard, uh, sorry, Bernard Massard, a Cuvée de la Cousin. This is a sparkling wine. It's a very delicious sparkling wine from Luxembourg. It also comes with two wine glasses, and you can get this for $36.99 in BCLDB stores. Uh, so I think it's a fantastic, inexpensive gift, but it, it looks great, and the wine is delicious. It's a very high-quality sparkling wine, so uh, on, all, on all accounts, you really get your money's worth. So these and other gifts are available. Of course, uh, if you have the money, the, the one that I, I highly recommend is the Bollinger Grand Danae in a gift box. A spectacular presentation, one of the great champagnes that lives forever, uh, the La Grande Anne from Bollinger. Two forty-four ninety-nine. If you've got uh, if you've got the dough and you need a, a a gift at that level, 
this is something you can uh, count on for sure. So there's just a few gift ideas for the holidays. We'll get some of these up on our uh, social media sites uh, so that you can uh, have a look at them and make it easier for you to uh, check them out or find them either online or if, you, in fact, you're uh, heading out and doing your shopping in person, which I understand a few people still do. Okay, uh, that's it for today's show. I really enjoyed uh, uh, today's show. I had fun to be in the south of France. That was so great with uh, Jean-Claude Moss. It was so good to catch up with Randy Ellum, uh, now a legendary winemaker in California. And uh, to all the rest of our guests, thanks so much for joining us today. Special thanks to our technical producer here in Vancouver, Dwayne Bishop, and our assignment producer, Sherry Caleb, and our head of ops, Stu Ferguson. I'm Anthony Gismani. I'm wishing you a fantastic weekend ahead uh, and an even better week. Uh, and uh, pour yourself a nice glass of wine. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.